And we are live. Not really, but we're here. And welcome <laughs> back to Two Dudes Talking Motorcycles. Uh, I am Gleb, and I am Mitch. Uh, no, we are not live. We are alive. We are alive. Yes, despite yeah. it being winter, Mitch is in fact alive. And for now, I locked myself out of my car last weekend trying to snowboard. So <laughs> we're off to a great start. And you're still alive. And I'm still alive. Uh, welcome back to episode number 19. And uh, before we start, you can follow me at uh, on Instagram, aglublapham. I'm uh, at Meets to the Beach, and we also have our podcast Instagram. We're doing at, a little oh. better there, finally. Yep, <laughs> so. it's at TDT Motorcycles on Insta and Threads. And also you can email us your questions, comments, concerns, and ride stories or whatever else you want at... You can email it to us at tdtmotorcycles at gmail.com. And today, it's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode just because we're a little pressed for time. Yeah, it's been a it's a busy week. Yeah, so. and I'm going to be gone next week, most yeah. of next week for work. And so we're trying to like just push this out so we have content yeah. for you guys when this on, so we had so we can have an episode for you whenever you were listening to yeah. this. On the bright side, the stuff we have going on tonight is motorcycle related it is motorcycle related we're just going to a low customer appreciation night uh so yeah and uh today we're just going to cover a little bit of a motorcycle news roundup Uh, if you've been following this podcast for well over a year now we like to cover some motorcycle news at the beginning of the episodes and uh usually we don't have time to cover every little bit of news that comes out so Today we figured we'd do a little bit of a roundup on some news we quickly scrambled to find (laughs) before filming this episode. Just just nothing but high effort content. Yep. Clearly (laughs) the best. So thank you so much for listening and let's let's just jump in. Do you have anything else to add? No, not particularly. Um, I guess you want to start with the big stuff or small, like the longer stuff or the shorter stuff? Let's start with the shorter stuff, okay. and we'll move into the longer stuff um, later. Well, something that we came up with, what we discovered, is that uh, Harley Davidson is looking at the uh, Dakar. Dakar? Dakar. Yeah, Dakar. Dakar. <laughs> They're looking at a Dakar rally uh, in Africa. I forget where in Africa. But, um, no, they are entering their uh, Pan America 1250 in uh, as and they've, they've mentioned it before. I guess they've done this before. They've gone after, like, the Baja rallies. Mm-hmm. Um and they they've boasted and claimed that there's no modifications done for the bike to compete um, in, in these. So I mean that's that's impressive for a big bike like that. That is <laughs> you know? very impressive. I think um, that's uh... like I have it up here too. But the um, was uh, yeah. So they're looking at doing a six thousand kilometer rally, which I mean sixty five hundred kilometer. Oh. My, I take that back. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but, um, yeah, no, it's just been, um, so that was very interesting to see. Their writer is, um, see, last Juan, Juan, Juan Pedrero is yeah, going to be the one that yeah. is going to be writing it, who is a Dakar veteran. And, uh, this is from, I'm getting this from ADB pulse.com, okay, yeah, which that's what I always has I, some great information. Yeah. That's what I thought I had up. But, um, um, yeah. Which I think, I mean, yeah. When you mentioned that, I thought that was a pretty cool, uh, pretty cool to th- thing to see for mm-hmm. such a large motorcycle. Well, like, we've, we've seen it, um, like the Tiger Nine Hundred has been in some Baja rallies. Yeah, uh, my Scrambler was in one when it was first announced. Yeah, because Triumph did that whole like promotion of mm-hmm. riding those uh, and in at the, the rally. time, yeah. they were like the only street bike entered in in that one. 
Um, but now we've seen that happen with the Tiger, and then now we're looking at the Pan America, which is bigger. Yeah, that's a very big bike, and I think that's uh, I think it's pretty cool to see uh, Harley doing something like this because traditionally they were very like street focused manufacturer yeah. making pretty much essentially like cruisers, right? Which is uh, nuts <laughs> to see the Pan America like doing something like that. I think is a is a pretty awesome uh, pretty awesome thing to see. So um, we should watch that. I think we will. Or have we to. should follow it when it actually is yeah. is going. <laughs> I think that's something we should keep talking about. It. So yeah. So Harley, keep up the good work there. And one day we'll we'll we'll, we'll ride, ride you. <laughs> Send us a bike to ride, Harley. If anyone from Harley is listening to this, probably not. <laughs> they probably want nothing to do no. with us after probably, all the jokes. <laughs> yeah. But unless they're yeah. <laughs> uh, no, so that was just like that's the first little bit of like. Um, that's just the quintessential de- definition of a uh, roundup for news. <laughs> There's not a lot to really say on that, other than that it's. No, I thought it's it, I thought it was pretty that. cool. I did see that uh, even before we, you know, were looking looking at looking at information for this yeah. episode. I remember coming across the headline, looking at it, and thinking, yeah, that's that's a pretty cool thing to see. Uh, like you said. Uh, Triumph has done it mm-hmm. on the Tiger 900. I don't know if they've officially sponsored a 900 rider or not, but I know people have used the Tiger 900 in the rally yeah. before. Uh, and the the Scrambler was their official kind of line. Yeah, and, we should look into that see if that's been like an official spot, like Triumph sponsor rider. Yeah. So. And uh, I mean, so yeah, seeing Harley kind of enter that, that kind of space to compete with the traditional like, you know, off-road. Yeah off-road motorcycles or off-road brands is is pretty cool yeah so uh what else we got mitch um well the other thing that i was looking up earlier was the uh ktm the 2024 ktm adventure 790 which um i've heard good things about those bikes i've never been on one. i've heard i've heard a lot about the 890 and the 790 yeah. from what i've heard is kind of like uh just a little little baby brother to it. Yeah, yeah, you know that's what it is from there. So uh, from the previous models, um, I don't have like sp- a ton of specs on like the older models because again we haven't really talked about KTM a whole ton. Yeah, which you know perhaps we will. <laughs> so we probably should. We should. Um, but um, so from the previous model, their new iteration of their engine, their LC eight C, it's been reworked for better emission compliances. Um, so it's keeping up with with that as all manufacturers seem Pretty, to do, yeah, you know? Um, but there are with a 20% increase in rotating mass, they've added that for more like high speed stability. Okay. And they made a note, uh, so that this is, they're guaranteeing that this won't compromise the bike's agility. Very um, cool. So it's still going to be nice, light and flickable, but if they've just added just a tiny bit on there for the rotating mass to help stabilize it at high speed. Um, so, that's awesome. And by the way, this comes from directly from KTM's press release. Um, these are just a few notes that we made um, just as like a, a highlight uh, it, things with it. Um, they've increased some durability. Um, so I, I, I take that as to mean that there's more reliability. Durability, better or yeah. stronger parts and stuff. Yeah. So which... what, they, what they've added onto, there's a new slipper assist clutch. Uh, they reworked the uh, throttle body as well. And then they've also at so as part of the clutch, there's new friction plates within the crutch, the clutch, crutch? <laughs> the the, crutch. within the crutch, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> within the clutch. So I mean, um, so hopefully that you know they'll see. I've never really heard about reliability issues with their clutches or anything no. like that. Um, so this, this is just a, an upgrade, a touch up. You know? Yeah, and yeah. for 
KTM having like such an off-road like pedigree, mm-hmm. it kind of makes sense that they want to make the bike like more durable and yeah. stuff like that because there's a high chance that people will ride this yeah. um, well, off-road. Then, even though the 790 is kind of like the low, kind of like well, the I low. think it's it's the approachable for if you're new to adventure riding or new to yeah, motorcycles. Yeah, oh, definitely, it's, definitely. It's, it's yeah. approachable. It's not quite adventure. as aggressive as like the 890 or then you, the 1290, <laughs> which is like way up there and huge and, by the way price and spec and yeah. power yeah and the 890 is kind of uh the all-arounder the yeah yeah um yeah and then going into that durability and off-road performance and really just performance all around they've also they're also going to be putting in or they yeah it's <laughs> it's gonna ha- has a better air fuel mixture with a new a newly designed air box so cool. you're looking at um better health for the engine um as well as your fuel awesome so um you'll get better performance there um, and that's going into, or that's coming out of a 5.3 gallon tank. So I, I don't know if that's any bigger than the other one, but that's, um, that should be a pretty, that's a pretty decent size that, tank an for amount. an adventure bike. Yeah, I that's, think. that's pretty good. Cause that's pretty much what my bike is. And I can mm-hmm. get around like 230, yep. 240 miles yeah. on a tank. Allegedly. That's what my TFT says. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't tested to see how accurate that is. Cause I don't want to run out of fuel. No, I don't want to be pushing <laughs> our bikes down the road. So no, I've gotten pretty close to it before yeah. though. I've, what was the closest you've gone? Does it your bike show probably, like distance to MT? Yeah. Okay. I, I think it was on our Capital Reef ride. We were coming into Moab, I think. Or I can't remember. No, it was go. one of our our long rides. Okay. And I was down to like 15 miles to empty. 15? Yeah. Oh, wow. That is way close. Yeah. I think the closest I've gotten was like 30. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is going to not go great. Yeah. Be stuck in, yeah. I so, didn't know you were that close. <laughs> Where was that? I. It must have been... As we were leaving Moab, because I think we stopped at that one gas station with the dog park. Um, oh, in Green River? Yeah, so it wasn't Capital Was That Cap, That wasn't Capital Reef. That was Denver, right? Or It was Colorado. It was Ure. Or, I said, yeah, Ure, not Denver. Yeah. yeah. Okay, you were at 15 miles? I think so, because we were in such a rush, remember, to like beat the weather that was chasing us. and we. No, that was on the way back, though. On the way there, it was nice and sunny. No, that's what I mean, on the way back. Oh, yeah. okay. Sorry, yeah, my, oh, yeah on the way back. Sense. Okay, <laughs> so oh, yeah, you're. I don't recommend very it. Very close. Yeah, I was cold, tired, and very nervous. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, that but, makes sense. But back to the KTM bike. What we have here on uh, from them as well. This is probably like everything on here. It just kind of seems like nice little tweaks and improvements here and there, right? Yeah. Well, this bike is now getting an IMU that is usually seen on their larger KTM bikes. Oh yeah. So you're That's gonna cool. have yeah um, yes. So you're gonna get like that um, backup, I guess, is the word I want to use, like with the computer um, to help the bike out. Um, and as part of that IMU, as like with their menu systems, um, like the ABS options and stuff like that, like I guess it's more like automated, so it doesn't take as much like configuring on the rider's part. Very cool. That's what they've mentioned through there. Um, so that's probably the big one. Um, but then to round up like the tech of the bike is that there's going to be a bigger, brighter. Um, nicer uh, five inch TFT on that model. So. Yeah, you know, we love TFTs around here, or yeah, at least I so, do. Yeah, depending <laughs> on the bike. Yeah, the adventure bike TFT, definitely. No Apple CarPlay, no, I didn't say anything about connectivity. So, <laughs> disappointing. Um, disappointing and, yeah. results. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and they have like a bunch of different seat configurations. You can get like a single seat, a dual seat, you can get heated seats. Um, so you like their parts and everything like that. So cool. So KTM sounds great that we need to ride those too. Yeah. So. And actually right before we started, I did find, they did also announce a, uh, 
KTM, and you uh, 1390 Super Duke, which is their like super sport yeah. bike, basically. And uh, I always thought that these look like hella they aggressive. Mean. They look so scary, <laughs> and it makes me way too scared to ever ride one just because how aggressive I try a they 390. look. Oh, yeah, a 390 <laughs> seems way more manageable. Uh, but I saw this, and I just, since you were talking about KTM, I thought it looked just... Yeah, it looked like a pretty cool. I don't know if this uh, no, man, site of, has any. All of KTM's Dukes, they they just look like aggressive and like risky. They really do. Like not like they, they really do. Not that, like they're like <laughs> it's not a risk like in themselves. It's just like they they're, they're just like they're living on the edge. You they, know? Yeah, I I do agree. Uh, let me see if I can find some specs real quick for this, just to give it a little a little rundown. Um, but um, we have to, yeah. While you're trying to find, we might that, have to though, cut, so cut was, this part out real quick. Yeah, so. <laughs> Come on, let me. Uh, no, it's, it's all good. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna Google some specs real quick. <laughs> you, you can cut this out later. I, I think I will be. <laughs> accept cookies. Accept cookies. Me 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 me. Just so we have like at least one more thing to talk about. Oh yeah. Just so it's not super too short. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, I hate how many pop ups each website has to give you nowadays. Oh dude, right. Literally everything you touch, it's just like would you like to give access to your location? Would you like to do this and this? <clears throat> Fuck off. Back in character. Yeah, yeah the Super Duke uh the ktm 390 super duke r evo so that was also announced uh just a just last month just a couple of weeks ago and it has a 1350 cc engine with 190 horsepower at 10,000 rpm <laughs> and uh 145 newton meters of torque which that's a fast one. Yeah, I don't know how many foot pounds that is because we live <laughs> in America here and we have freedom units. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me look. We that measure up. in barbecue sauce. We measure in barbecue sauce and freedom eagles. <laughs> okay, what was it? One forty-five. Well, oh, one forty-five 45 newton meters. Yeah. Okay. So it's one hundred and six pound feet of torque. Uh, so that's a pretty fast. And it's got quick some, uh, boy. It's got some yep. pepper to it. Yep. Yeah. And just like we talked about, the styling on it just looks absolutely aggressive. Yeah. Just straight up bonkers. <laughs> so that is a very fast bike. And it weighs, comes in at, they showed the weight here. Or was on the other? It was around like 400 something pounds. So mm. a fairly, I mean, not the super, not the lightest bike out there, but. It's also, I mean, that's not a very massive heavy. engine. Yeah. That's a massive yeah. engine for, that's a big power to weight ratio. Yeah. That's wild. So I just saw that like super last minute and figured since we're talking about eight KTM uh, to throw that in there. And uh, yeah, Jeez. just super aggressive bike. So if you're in a market for that, you have you have something to more power to you. Think about. Yeah, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I, so, I'm, I would die. I'm pretty sure. Just not because I'm like a great fast rider, but just because I just wouldn't know how to react. Going oh at yeah. That speed. <laughs> yeah. That is, uh, Oh, 467 pounds wet. Oh wow. So that yeah. is a pretty, uh, it was a pretty light 
bike for for the mm-hmm. size for yeah. that size of engine actually uh, what, would, what would really kill me about that bike it's not going to be like the speed it's just that i would it would just kill me just knowing like the bike's potential be wasted on me because i would not be like push i would not be, oh yeah yeah 100 percent. this is <laughs> this is one of those bikes that you remember we had an episode did we i don't know if we had a full episode but i think we remember us talking about like you know, large capacity bike versus like mm. smaller capacity bike that you can still have a lot of fun on a small a bike, small bike yeah. because you can really rev it out yeah. on like regular roads. While this bike, I feel like is one of those like to really feel its true potential <laughs> is the one you have to like, you have to take it to a track. Yeah. Like this, this thing will, yeah, I mean, this like, thing, this thing, th- that's where you can really like open it, it up go. and, and, uh, yeah. And use it basically uh, has, I mean, I think from a bike from a twenty four thousand dollar or twenty one thousand dollar bike, uh, it has pretty much all a lot of the standard stuff: yeah. electronic suspension, traction control, um, and pretty much most of those things are customizable and adjustable by the. I'm just noticing it now rider. too, like at their headlights. Like I, I've personally never been like a big fan of like their big weird ladybug headlights. Yeah, you know. But I gotta say, on this one, it looks good. It looks very aggressive. It and looks pretty. It looks kind of like cyberpunky. And have you seen <laughs> uh, some of their pictures that they have? They show kind of like uh, their daytime running light, and mm. I don't think any of these has. But do you see like this outer yeah. layer right there? It that alone lights up. Yeah. Before the two in the middle do, and I think it's a, like a very cool look. And I've been playing Cyberpunk so. twenty seventy seven, <laughs> and this legit looks like something that would appear in that game. I'm <laughs> a feel fan. Like. I'm a fan. I kind of like the like. I feel like this is to the point where it's like over the top aggressive that it works yeah. instead of this weird like mishmash of like, oh, we're gonna look weird and aggressive but not like too weird right then it just ends up looking weirder yeah but this is like let's just kick it up a giant notch and just put this like uh it's going you know this thing could look it could be a reaper yeah for mass effect for all we just lost all our audience right there (laughs) (laughs) no we're Uh, we're nerds but we love motorcycles and we're also motorcycle nerds we are motorcycle nerds which is why we have a podcast about motorcycles (laughs) yeah (laughs) weird how that works um Moving on, we do have some electric bike news, which some people love them, some people hit, yep. some people hate them. I have not but experienced that's them. That's okay. I have not experienced them, but people that have experienced them tend to really like them. But uh, motorcycle or sorry, electric motorcycles mm-hmm. come in different flavors and stuff. And before I jump into this, actually, I just remembered that uh, Kawasaki also announced that hybrid motorcycle not oh, yeah. too long ago. Yep. Right. which uh kind of mentioned we ca- I, oh yeah we yeah, did we, yeah. we did mention that a little bit it was just a little uh, shout out though yeah Nothing. so we have some details now <laughs> yeah so the hybrid motorcycle no i think we did cover that actually i did bring it up on the news okay yeah but this is kind of like the next step basically so kawasaki announced a pair of electric motorcycles it's the kawasaki ninja e1 and the ze1 and basically these I was when I when I was reading the press release, I was trying to figure out like how who are these for and how will they like fit into the lineup because they're a little bit weird in terms of their limitations. Yeah. Like these are not bikes you're gonna ride for a while because I think I remember reading their range is like fifty miles. That's it. Not a whole lot, not a very long distance. And they're limited to how fast they can go. Yeah. The Ninja E1 goes only up to fifty two miles an hour. And the ZE1 can go 49 miles per hour. 
unless you activate the uh, the e-boost, which for 15 seconds boosts your speed up to 65 miles an hour, uh, which, I don't know, it just seems like... And that's to prevent, like, uh, preserve battery temperature and the range. Yeah. But it's kind of weird because, like, while I was reading this, I was just wondering, like, I don't know who's going to buy these because 50 miles is not very far, even if you're just riding around town. Yeah, I mean... It, the one cool thing I did think was that it has two rechargeable batteries, which you can remove mm-hmm. where the gas tank normally would be. You have two batteries that you can pull out and you can, you know, take them inside your house and charge them there. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of cool because. Now you get a hundred miles. No. Oh, it's 50 between the two of them. Between the two oh. of them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, huh. if, if only one battery is like full, you're limited to using only the eco mode, which is limited to 35 miles an hour top speed. <laughs> Okay. So it's a little uh, yeah. it's a little weird about what direction uh Kawasaki is going in with these ones. Uh did you have some neat little features like they have a walk mode where you basically like the bike is like shut off except for a little bit of power hmm. and as you give it a little bit of throttle it'll kind of like inch forward oh, at like three like... miles an hour. Okay. Uh hmm. or it can go into in reverse up to one point eight miles an hour if you yeah. Uh, they want to like push it up a hill or something like that to park it, which I thought is kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, but with the limited range, and it takes about like seven hours, seven and a half hours to charge both the batteries if you charge them at the same time, which is kind of a while. I'm just kind of like thinking about well, where I, this would fit in. So I think, and if you're in like a, um, um, how do I? If you're in like a, a town where things aren't very spread apart, like maybe if you're in like so uh, in Europe, in Europe, you know, not in America, in, in, <laughs> yeah. If you're in like Europe and Asia, you know, I think um, that's something that would be a good like little like it is going to be limited to your your daily routine. <laughs> like that's true, you yeah. Know? Um, and maybe you can take it out for like a little bit of fun here and there. Um, but I could see you know like yeah for like if if you're in like those small towns um, and you just need a way to get around. That's um, true. Yeah, you know, I, I think I think there is like a small. There, I can see a market for it at, at the very least. I, I think that these bikes are more of like a proof of concept in action. That's that's that, kind of like the take I got from them. It's like, look, yeah. you can buy these. Here are the limitations they have. But however, this is something that we might potentially see more of. Yeah. Um, in the future. Well, and like you know, you consider too, like the, even like the like if we can go way back. You know, the very first automobile. You that's know, true. Like, yeah, it, where they could not go far or fast or yeah, or really work that well. But that's, you know. that's actually a good point. So yeah. I, I could see it sense. being, it, it's just more of like, hey, this is where we're at. Like we're entering a new phase of transportation or pa- of transportation power. So instead yeah. of like horsepower, now we're going into, you know, gasoline, but we're still measuring with horsepower. And then, so, um, but then we are going, now we're looking at electrics, you know, we, we've discussed this topic a little like in that um, yeah. alternative fuel bike mm-hmm. stuff so i just think it's just like we're at the cusp of like moving into something different that is true and so. it is kind of interesting to read about and i do and that's a, also the, the proof of concept thing is kind of like what i got out of it as well yeah. um like like i said it's a fully electric so there is no combustion whatsoever unlike their hybrid bike that they announced a couple of months ago yeah uh still guys your like tft still has uh it has it does have rider modes, so it has road mode and it has eco mode. Road mode is the one that allows you to kind of ride at the higher higher speed. Yeah. For for something around town, I think this would definitely be um, pretty pretty nice to have. 
and uh yeah and they, they kind of just look like regular regular bikes no, they look good yeah like, uh, in my other, opinion they look better than a scooter they do yeah. look better <laughs> i think they look a little more like aggressive and yeah fun than a scooter but i think for around town the scooter probably might still be a more practical it could be yeah. solution because you don't have to like kick your foot over it they generally come with like a storage box and things like that yeah just a little bit but if you don't like the look of a scooter and stuff this is definitely kind of like a better uh better alternative to uh to a scooter yeah uh but what i thought was interesting also is the price point the price point is at uh the Ninja E1 is $7,600, and the ZE1 is $7,300. And the ZE1 is kind of like the slightly less powerful model between the two. Um, And and they have a bunch of different accessories that you can get, including a USB Type-C outlet. There you go. Wow, amazing. Uh, uh, man, it just seems like for three hundred bucks, you may as well just spring for like the slightly faster one if oh, that's what definitely. you're set on getting. Yeah, you know, and it also has a storage box normally where the fuel tank would be, and yeah. then underneath that storage box is where you find the the batteries, the batteries, yeah. the two batteries <laughs> that you can pull out. Gotcha. <laughs> so when you first described it to me, I thought it was like you can put in one battery and then you pull out another to put it in, but no, you're saying it's two it's batteries two at, at the once. same time. Okay. Yeah. So it's uh, it's kind of an interesting thing, but I think this is kind of like. If um, if electric bikes become more and more prominent as time goes on and as it, like regulations and things like that maybe get more strict or as manufacturers try to push out more electric motorcycles, I think yeah. that having that swappable battery is kind of a very nice alternative to um, having to like plug it in and charge it. Yeah. But then you're also getting into like, you know, you need to have, um, you know, like a gas station or whatever shop would have to offer like, Oh, you know, we'll take your decharge battery, put it on the charger for like a fee or something. And here's your fresh battery mm. until you get to the next shop that can so swap it's more it like out. You're leasing the battery or then borrowing oh, kind of like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's still like something that kind of like similar to gas where, you know, you fill up with gas, you ride it, you fill up again. Yeah. But I think, I think until either a battery tech improves that can give fast charge times and a lot of range. Uh, this this would be kind of like the alternative is oh, yeah, especially with bikes being small enough where you can have a removable battery. Yeah, like just yank that out, put a new one in, keep going without having to take the without having the long charge times that yeah. are typical with EVs. Yeah, it, and um, yeah, like I don't see it taking over. Like you oh, know, definitely not. Not. Uh, like not even in maybe not even in 20 years i don't think so but i think like we were on the we're moving forward with it yeah um because you know because trends have shown as that like there is an interest in ev bikes and oh yeah you know so it's it it might it might catch on and with more funding and yeah definitely you know if people keep buying them they can keep doing r&d and yeah. <laughs> spitting them out so yeah and i think yeah i think this is a pretty pretty decent proof of concept yeah and speaking of electric bikes we also have uh the zero the mm. brand which have been kind of like making electric bikes for a, a, a number of years now and they have various models yeah. but they updated their uh adventure line which is their ds and their dsr uh bikes and they updated them to have a uh, higher capacity battery, which gave them more range. And that's 144 miles at like city speeds 
or 107 combined at like mix of slow and high speed. Uh, well, there we go. It's getting high better. Speed. Yeah. You know? And so. <laughs> uh, with then that's for the DS. And the DSR is 155 miles and 100 miles respectively. So, mm. uh, so it's a little bit. It's a little bit more and a little bit faster and um, got a little bit more. Acts more like a motorcycle. Acts more like a motorcycle. And it's a tall, like, adventure bike and stuff like that. And I've seen videos of people cruising around those on, like, forest roads and stuff. And they, they manage pretty yeah. well. And they have that low center of gravity thanks to that battery pack being sold down low. Yeah, see, there uh, you go. <laughs> but, and the, the most interesting thing, so in the article that I was reading about this, so the D, uh, Zero on the DSR, they completed... And won the uh, Maudis, Maudis Trophy, mm-hmm. which I read about. And it is this basically like an endurance, uh, not really a race, but kind of like an endurance like sort of race. Like a marathon, I guess. Sort of, yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, so they won the Maudis Trophy. It's a basically a thousand mile plus journey across England, Wales, and Scotland through like various weather conditions. It includes two bikes and six riders uh, taking like two hour stints on the bike each oh so it's like um it's a uh what what are those called like the ragnarok races that people do like a relay relay okay yeah 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 that's probably the closest so it's like, a relay com- comparison yeah. yeah okay and uh but basically like zero when they were uh presented with like the idea and the opportunity to do this decided to do it to kind of show that like hey our bikes can handle riding in uh adverse weather and yeah. things like that they can handle riding in uh, the wind and the rain and going through like grimy roads and things like that. Uh, just like, you know, uh, gas powered adventure that, bikes can. So that's like a first pretty much. It for, is a first yeah. for electric bikes yeah. to accomplish that journey. The, uh, the Mautis like race, the Mautis trophy has been only around for a hundred years. And, uh, I think there's only been like, no, never mind. I'm not gonna say that because I'm not sure. <laughs> but it's only been for a hundred years, uh, around for a hundred years since the first trophy was awarded, and it's the first time an electric bike was able to compete and win in that, uh, in that in that race. So I thought it was a pretty big accomplishment. This kind of shows, like you were talking about, proof of concept. It shows that the, uh, you know, the. Uh, Electric bikes do have yeah. some kind, like a, a certain a certain kind of uh, potential, yeah, to uh, to be to be comparable at least to ice to uh, gasoline powered bikes in the future. Yeah, um, no, I think that's pretty cool. Um, I th- that we're like I said, we're getting there, you know, and so I think um, the electric bikes can they're showing like what they're going to be capable of doing, what they're already, what they already can do. Like that's mm-hmm. just going to be like a stepping stone. You know, yeah. Like to the next tier, hopefully um, from there, you know, cause it's, it's not like we're like me and you are necessarily like, 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 Oh, we, we hate gas. We hate oil. No. It's, it's, it's just like gas, even gas engines are fun. Yo, way better. Yeah. yeah. And they like, make noises, they vibrate, yeah. they're gruff and yeah. rough and that's what makes them fun. Right. And it's uh, but, but even like just in like the marketing for motorcycle world, like, you know, combustion engines like they're they're projected to see a decline in production yeah um, just like with cars and stuff like that and yeah so you know so if yeah. if this is if this is the way for future generations to keep riding it's so like where gas engines are going to be like a collectible kind of thing i really hope uh that 
collaboration between like some of the Japanese manufacturers and the hydrogen yeah. engine like succeeds. So we can I still, still want, have I want a yeah, combustion engine. Yeah, so like. we still have that <laughs> feel of a combustion engine without without the necessarily negative yeah. negative effects of it. Yeah. So um, um well I was just, I think we should just do like a quick little uh not intermission, but just like a a deviation from the news and the bikes here. Okay. Um, so by the way, guys earlier this week, or I guess that was yesterday. Um, our listener, Billy from Florida or key West in Florida. Uh, he saw a bike that we mentioned in our last episode over triumph was the uh, DGR edition of the T one twenty. And I very mean, nice. just look at that. So yeah, yeah, that is a absolutely beautiful looking yeah. bike. So yeah, yeah, Billy, thanks. Thank you for yeah. sharing. Keep thank sending, you for listening. Keep sending us stuff. Yeah, yeah. this is awesome. We're this, on the this is my favorite part of the podcast. <laughs> <We're> is like <laughs> whenever we get some new email from yep. you guys, I love it. <laughs> yep. Oh, and I don't think we mentioned yet, uh before too, but uh David with the CF Moto, uh he left a comment on the YouTube channel like thanking us for sharing his email. You're welcome. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thank yeah, you. You're welcome. Thank, thank you, you for, for sharing. Yeah, thank yeah. you for listening. <laughs> yeah. So uh, um, so yeah, it's just great to see that kind of stuff. And yeah, we're on the lookout for cool bikes like that. So yeah, send us, send us whatever you want. Yeah. Even if it's just to say hi, nothing illegal, please. Yeah. yeah nothing <laughs> illegal. Don't, don't send us illegal stuff. Yeah. Um, um, and then yeah, if you want to, but yeah, if, and if you are riding around and want to, you know, the holidays are around the corner <laughs> or pretty much here and there's some sales going on. And if you are shopping for new gear, we are uh, we do have a Revzilla affiliate link on the description below below the podcast and below the episodes. And if you're watching on YouTube, it's below on YouTube. Yep. So if you are buying new gear or if you're in the market for new gear and want to help out the podcast, feel free to use that link. It doesn't cost you anything extra, but it will give us a little bit of a kickback. So we'll just get a cut can, of the profit that yeah, Revzilla would make. Yep. So. And it helps uh, helps us. You know, it'll help support the podcast. Uh, if you are not in the market of buying some stuff, though, we also you can just straight up buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash Motorcycles, and you can donate some money to the podcast, which instead of buying coffee, we will use just to save up mm-hmm. for better and uh, better equipment and, you know, and yep. motorcycle-related stuff. So Yeah, yeah. and uh, also related to coffee. Um, in our little writing group that we have around here, if you're in the Salt Lake area, um, Fire Clay Coffee and Murray, they're kind of now like our official <laughs> group, group, group meetup thing. So yeah. they're not really related. They're not really related to the podcast quite yet, but um, they're helping us out. It's like, oh, you guys can just come chill here and we'll this can be like our little meeting spot, you know. Yeah. So go check them out. Good coffee. Good sandwich. Great, great coffee. That yeah. turkey avocado was oof. Nice. That was nice. So. Um, so. With the ad, let's wrap up with... Back to news, guys. <laughs> somehow I managed to rack up this big of a section on BMW. What? You and BMW? <laughs> no, you, you don't like them. It's my little love affair with BMW. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Triumph. Sometimes I just I just can't help myself. Yeah. BMW puts out some pretty interesting bikes. So, And this one is the new... Between the two brands, are you bike curious? I'm a little bike curious, yeah. yes. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> Between just being stuck stuck between BMW and Triumph, yeah. you know, I feel like one day I'll probably own both. I mean, why I not? mean, with how much I talk about them, yeah. Uh, but BMW announced the uh, so the you're familiar with the R9T, right? Oh, yeah. It's like their cla- kind of classic, modern, classic looking looking they're, motorcycle they're cool, with yeah. the uh, air cooled boxer twin that just 
looks like a giant thing sticking yeah. out of the bike. Some someone in our group, I don't know if you would want us mentioning his name. I don't know why you wouldn't, but um, but he had the R nineteen. Yeah, you know and that thing was sweet. Yeah, that thing was pretty awesome, and I just love how they look and yeah. how they sound. But I really just love how that boxer looks on them, <laughs> especially with it still being air cooled and it has yeah. the fins. I like talking to him. He's talking. Oh, it was nice riding in the cold weather because those boxer headers they're just, just like they just heat you. They're, they're <laughs> just, like just a built in foot heater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I believe it. <laughs> Uh, but BMW just announced so the R1290 and the R12. So they still have, they both have the two-cylinder air slash oil cooled uh, boxer engine. The R1290 has 109, five, 109 horsepower and 85 pound-feet of torque, with the R12 having slightly less at 95 horsepower and 81 pound-feet of torque. Hmm. The difference between the two bikes is. The R90 is kind of a more of a roadster look. Think kind of like the Ducati Monster and things like that. A little bit upright seating position and a little bit more aggressive. While the R12 is a bit more of like pseudo cruiser type look. Mm. It's not cruiser like you're not as far laid back and like feet forward as a true cruiser. But uh, from the pictures that I've saw, it kind of seems similar to like the Triumph Rocket or the Ducati Diavel where it's a little bit more of a... um, Kind of like slightly, slightly uh, wider handlebar, mm. slightly lower seat, and you got a bit more of a rake on the fork there in the oh. front, too. Okay. On the uh, on the R ninety and I'll the R twelve. I'll throw up an image of that for the video viewers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what I thought was just cool is just uh, I just like the design of the bikes. I think they look they look really stylish, and uh, BMW's uh, press release had some pretty pretty awesome photos of them. And uh, yeah, I just basically just really loved the the way they looked and that's why it caught my eye and i mean same goes for like the actual bike when you see it on the street it's a very kind of eye-catching eye-catching bike with a pretty pretty good silhouette i think yeah no that's got a nice little profile to it yeah so but one of the biggest things bmw wanted to improve with these bikes is the uh customizability Hmm. so they changed a few things up uh they moved the airbox under the seat so it's a little easier to access. Before that, it used to be under the tank, so you can like really access it as easily. Now it's under the seat, easier to access. They fiddle around with the exhaust to give it a more aggressive exhaust note. And also they redid the back frame, so now it's a, it's easier to kind of remove it and tweak it and things yeah. like that. So this bike was meant to kind of like no, be I'm, able for a user to be able to customize it and use it. I do so, like that tail end on that, on this yeah, bike. Like, yeah. I think it's, and the one you have there, I think that's the R90 and this is the, or the R1290. Yeah, this is the R12. Uh, oh no, you're right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And this is the R12. So that's R12. the R1290 and that's the R12. You notice like the front's a little bit yeah. more okay. right there and you can get the spoked wheels and stuff on them as well. That is uh, clean looking. Yeah, it's very clean. It's shaft driven. Yeah. Uh, oh, they also angled the rear fork a little bit more. So to give you more mm. room, if you want to like swap out for a different gas tank and things like that to really make it your own, wow. uh, you can. It's kind of like taking that whole idea of like, you know, you p- see people like um, so can, on Instagram or Reddit where they take an old bike yeah. and basically strip it down and like make it look all like, you know, cafe I've, racer wow. style and that's really like that. cool actually yeah to see them like kind of be, hey people kind of they kind of like they kind of like take retro build our, our bikes and yeah like well here's one so, that 
kind of look, looks like that already. Looks like that already, <laughs> but you can also make it look like more, more, more. of your own, yeah. even more so. Yeah, I do like that Which, tail. Yeah, I think that tail has a very nice and classic yeah. classic look to it. And then uh, and then that one has like the more yeah. aggressive, <laughs> aggressive one to it. And that's kind of like the difference between the two right there, the R90 or yeah. the R12 and the R1290 is that... The R12 has a more cruiser styling. Good job, BMW. Yeah. That looks clean. Um, let's see. So standard for BMW bikes, obviously, you have the uh, fully adjustable suspension. You have uh, different riding modes. So on the R1290, you get road, rain, and dynamic. You know, dyna- uh, road, rain, self-explanatory. Dynamic is kind of like the more lively sport yeah. mode. Uh, I really like how they named the riding modes on the R12, and they named them Rock and then Roll. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were going to say Rock, Paper, and Scissors. (laughs) Rock and Roll. And Rock is kind of like the standard riding mode, like, uh, you know, normal throttle response, normal braking, normal traction control, and things like that, just for everyday riding and cruising. And then Roll is it gives you a more aggressive throttle, a more – or. Uh, less strict traction control so you can have a bit more tail sp- or wheel spin <laughs> in the back so i just thought the names the naming conventions were fun and i think it i think it's fun when motorcycle brands kind of like you know, let's throw in a little bit of a curveball instead yeah. of making like very clinical which i feel like bmw is and you know sometimes can feel like but it's it was kind of cool to see to see that uh BMW describes the bikes as classic cruisers and roadsters that combine torquey character of the boxer engine and the design language of traditional motorcycle eras. Hmm. Basically, their modern classic. This is basically their modern classic line. Yeah. And uh, and like I said, new frame, repositioned uh, airbox, and then angled rear shock. All of these allow users to customize the bike to their liking and can accommodate various tank shapes, seats, and fly lines. So you can really... Yeah. tweak the bike to make I'm it really look like your own about the the tank options because like you know, tanks aren't very cheap yeah if you have an r90 like feel free to send us your how how it looks because i'm very yeah. curious to see if you've done like customizations on it and see what mm. you've done to it because i feel like this is one of those bikes that you constantly see on like instagram and stuff where people really like yeah go balls out and customize it um and let's see like i said both have a shaft drive new exhaust uh and both have a larger twin instrument cluster, which I know you would love. It's analog, makes it easier to read. Um, but that. they also have an optional TFT. Uh, hmm. So you can get that. It will replace the analog instrument cluster with like a micro TFT, which I think the analog just looks much better on these kinds of bikes. I don't think if I, yeah. if, I if it were me buying one, I don't think I would go with the digital Digital cluster on you these. Know, so I actually had a, the thought, that kind of thought with my bike the other day. This isn't just anecdotal, whatever, but like I thought, like, boy, it'd be really cool if it was possible, um, both like, you know, physically and financially possible to get like those old school, like Triumph, like dual dials, analog dials, and have, I, so I put that on my bike, but I still have like all of like the, the ABS and rider modes to somehow switch them out, but have that yeah. really nice. I just, I would just look so I think, good. I think with yours, it would be really cool if they had like a digital screen in the middle. Yeah. And then like the outside was like yeah. analog or analog esque. Yeah. Or, or vice versa. Have like the, uh, the digital information kind of displayed in a circle on the outside, but then have the mm-hmm. middle be yeah, like analog and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I think that, or maybe have that, like two and then like a screen in the middle. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. 
Because I was be, like, that'd be really cool. If they made a scrambler, or if there's a way to make my scrambler have the have those old analog, uh, yeah, those dials, look so good. I wouldn't need a Bonneville T120. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> those those do look really good. And uh, oh, also I forgot to mention the new. Uh, the bike also comes with a USB-C socket and a 12-volt socket. Mm. And you know what didn't have a USB-C socket? Not the GS. The GS. The 2024. The 2024. GS 13. 1300. Yeah. Uh, 2023. Oh, 20, okay. Yeah. yeah. It was still like, oh, well, no, 2024. Yeah. Yeah. The new GS, whatever model year it is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It, it still had a like, USB-A socket. So watch next year when they update. It's going to be a It's going to be yeah. USB-C <laughs> instead of USB-A. Maybe they can <laughs> fix is, that before. <laughs> Honestly, like, I think that would be awesome if they did. But I think it might be a little too late for... <laughs> <laughs> for that uh oh well. yeah that was my that was my last bit of news yeah no i mean yeah you were able to find more stuff than i was able to <laughs> i got a little distracted today but that's <laughs> yeah, okay we both had like uh pretty yeah pretty hectic week all over the place so hopefully you still enjoyed the episode and a little uh motorcycle news roundup yeah. uh like we said feel free to send us your questions comments concerns ride stories pictures of your bikes uh yeah, feel free to email us at tdtmotorcycles at gmail.com. We love hearing from you guys. DM us on Instagram at tdtmotorcycles. Or, you know, if you're watching this on YouTube, drop us a comment down below. Yeah, we'll be there. Once again, if you're shopping for gear, Revzilla Affiliates, affiliate link in the description below. Uh doesn't cost you anything, but it gives us a little bit of extra money to help support the yeah. podcast. And oh, Gleb, before we end, are, do you think we're going to be recording before the holidays again? Before Christmas and New Year's? Uh, probably once. Probably once. Okay. I'm yeah. gonna say. I think we can yeah. squeeze in one more this year. Okay. Well, regardless, unless you want to take happy. a break. No, we'll see. Yeah, we regardless do- of whatever we do, happy holidays. Happy holidays. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy. Enjoy your winter festivities wherever you are. And hopefully and if, you get some nice motorcycle gear. Yeah. Yeah. Or a bike at Revzilla.com using your affiliate <laughs> link. <laughs> wherever you get it, just. And if you live in the warmer stuff. climate, send Mitch, send Mitch pictures of you riding around. Riding your, your motorcycle around I... Christmas Day because, you know, just <laughs> just to mess with them a little bit. I'll ban you. If you do. <laughs> Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode. All right, bye, guys.